What the fuck is up, everyone? It's Ninja Bands and Three Cone and a special guest back with another episode of the podcast of Brotherly Love. After uh, last week's episode where we saw probably the hottest take in human history where our guest Pop Smoke told us that Zach Levine was going to win MVP, uh, we're back with a kind of an episode of Branch off of that. We I posted on our Twitter account for you guys to ask or give us any hot take you had on the top of your mind. And we got about 150 responses, which is pretty crazy. I didn't think we would get that many, but we're going to go through as many as we can. I'm going to read some of the bad ones, some of the good ones. We'll laugh at them, make fun of you, or maybe we'll even agree. So start off with uh, Connor. How you doing today, dude? Uh, I'm doing good. I haven't looked at many of these takes because I kind of wanted them to be a surprise. So I'm excited. Oh, my God. So I'm excited to see what you guys um, said. I'm excited to see how bad these are maybe if we'll find some that we agree with uh but honestly i'm most excited to have our guest wayne here wayne how are you oh man the man formerly known as the playoff admiral before he got traded to the thunder is back on the bl podcast and i'm here to laugh at every single one of these unless it's good oh i can already tell you this first one you may lose your voice laughing so Without further ado, we won't waste any more time. Let's get started. So our first one. So there are two people that said this. Bengals make pain. At Bengals make pain and at spin a season. Both said the Cavs will make the sixth seed in the playoffs. What are your thoughts? <laughs> I was going to ask if you wanted to take this one first or me. Uh, it seems like you've kind of got it. Yeah, no, that's not... That, that, yeah, that one's not going to happen. There's no way. No, bro. How? Dude, Darius Garland shoots like 20% from three, bro, and he a point guard. Did How you, you draft him, Connor? You drafted Darius Garland. Oh, no, I stayed far away from him. I did not draft him. No, I drafted him last year. He pissed me off, yo. I had to drop him. <laughs> Wasn't he, like, statistically one of the worst players in the NBA last season? I think, like, advanced statistics, he was literally, like, the worst, one of the worst players in the whole okay. Fantasy-wise, he was terrible because he would get, like, 10 points, but he was he would, like, shoot, like, one for 10 and have all free throws. But then, so, because he was one for 10, all his points didn't matter, and he'd be, like, minus two. Like, yo, all right, dude, I hate this guy. I got, I got rid of him after, like, three weeks. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think Collins Jackson is going to have a good year. I think. Sexton will have a good year. I mean, I like Love. I think Okoro is a good fit. Drummond's solid, but like, like they're not going to be better. I could name eight teams off the top of my head: Bucks, Sixers, Celtics, Raptors, Nets, Pacers, um, Wizards, Hawks. I'm forgetting someone. I give Charlotte over them, bro. Like, shoot, yeah, you could put Charlotte in there. I think the Cavs might be one of the worst teams in the East next season. If I'm being quite honest, <laughs> I think um, it, if I had to hard predict right now. I'm going to say Cavs get 11th. 11th? Yeah. I could see it. So I'm get, I'm sure you have the – oh, the Bulls I didn't mention. Um, so I'm sure you have the Wizards over them. Um, oh, 100%. Yeah. Like with Wall and Beal back, I don't see – We – last year, without John Wall and just a rookie, Rui Hachimura, Thomas Bryant being in and out the lineup, and Davis Breton having the green light of God – we had, I want to say, a top seven offense in the league. We just couldn't play no defense. <laughs> uh, we were quite aware of the lack of defense from the Wizards. Whenever I played fantasy basketball, I would, whenever somebody played the Wizards, I would stack up against them. Oh, yeah. Dude, the thing, if you had Wizards players, they was going to give you production. Bro. Like, we scored 159 points against the Rockets. We just let them score 160. 
Yeah. That's going to be how a lot of Hawks games end up this season. The, the Wizards are still going to be a great offensive team. It's just that if we can just play average defense, we're going over 500. Just average. You don't have to play good. Just play league average defense. We'll go over 500. That'll be a step up for them. Uh, I'm going to transition to another East team real quick. Uh, we got a take from Van Vliet Elite, our oh, good God. friend, our good friend Matt. You know the uh, the Raptors enthusiast, and he says that Pascal Siakam will be first team All NBA. Pascal Siakam is first team All Cardio from the playoffs, bro. He <laughs> did nothing but run up and first down team, the floor. First team All Spin Move. Yes, bro. First team All Spin Move. I'm fucking crying. Yeah, the dude knows he didn't deserve to be on the All NBA last year. I think, yeah, obviously, like, he played better before the bubble, but if you the bubble was any consideration, then there's no way to hell he should have been All-NBA. The issue is, like, I think he can have a good season, especially because someone's got to step up now that they lost to Baca, Gasol. Uh, but the issue is, like, is he going to – he's not going to get over LeBron. He's not going to get over Durant. He's not going to get over Giannis. He's not going to get it over Kawhi. And those are four forwards that he's not going to get first-team All-NBA over. So there's already four guys. Mhm. It's just I, it's, he might have another good regular season, but this dude, if if he don't add something, like he's gonna get shut down in the playoffs. The same. You gotta way. start spinning the other way. Like, <laughs> e- like e- every double wrench. Every team that played him in the playoffs knew exactly how to guard him. Yeah. That's that's the problem. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think this might be a even worse take than that. I got uh. At casual Bulls fans, and based on this at, I would say he is a casual Bulls fan. Mm. Based on this take, uh, Patrick Williams, Rookie of the Year. No. This maybe does, maybe like worst Dan- draft pick of is the year. Is this a Danny Burner, bro? Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Patrick Williams. Dude, dude, wasn't he off the bench in college? Yeah, yeah he was. was. How did he go number four? Do we uh, still don't, don't know. know? I mean, I think Patrick I, I gotta watch is going to be a good tape. player. I, I got yeah, to watch some tape. I haven't seen too much of him. So I'm like, bro, how did he go number four? He's got he's got a pretty good set of moves offensively. The issue is just that behind like Zach Levine, Kobe White, Lauren Markin, he's just not going to have enough touches to get rookie of the year. It's going to be someone like Lamelo who's just going to take a bunch of shots. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Honestly, I think the Bulls should have took Denny. They should have taken Denny. I agree. <laughs> we should have even had the opportunity to pick Denny. I can't believe <laughs> he's That's what I thought they goes. were going to take. We, he should not have been on the board for us to take him. Neither should Tyrese Halliburton. Neither of those guys should have gotten that deep. But, I mean, they both have. I think Denny was one of the steals of the draft. So. I wasn't even looking at Denny because I was like, yo, he's going to get taken top four. So I was looking at all centers and stuff. I was like, oh, Wizards need, need a backup center. We ended up getting Robin Lopez, which I'm fine with. But mm-hmm. man, Denny slipped, and I was like, no, there's no way. They're not passing on that, dude. There's no way we pass on Denny at nine right now. That's a steal. A guy that's projected top four falling to nine, that's a steal. You take that no matter oh, what. I agree. The Wizards, Wizards had a major W with that. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't help with the defense thing. But, you know, if you score 170, as long as the other team doesn't score I mean, 171, you win. All right. Almost, he, he looked like he played good defense, but that's EuroLeague highlight. So I yeah. yeah. I got a, I got another good take about a former number two overall pick. or Actually, no, it was number three. My bad. But um, at I don't be stealing said that oh, R.J. Barrett – Will be an all star reserve. All star reserve. Like, wait, hold on. Clarify, like NBA all star reserve? I don't it, think he was talking about the G League. So, yes, okay. NBA all star right, reserve. In, in, the, reserve. in okay. the Eastern Conference. Who? Who? who I mean, well, I mean, the starter is probably going to be like MB, 
Durant, Kyrie, Giannis, and like I don't know at the two you could throw. Well, they they just do guards in general. So I don't know. It could be like a like a Trey Young, a Beal, someone like that. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't know if he has space to even make it in. Maybe like tail end, bro. Like I mean, you throw like Ben Simmons in there. You throw in yeah. Brown, Siakam, Middle Lowry, Middleton, Middleton, Middleton. Yeah, Middleton Holiday Lowry. now too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Shoot. John Holiday's there now. I don't think hey, there's some respect on Bradley Beal's name. Yeah, John oh, yeah. Wall's back. He might be an All Star. Kemba. There's no. I, I, room. Honestly, there's no room there's for no, RJ Barrett. There's no space for RJ Barrett. RJ Barrett's gonna have to have a crazy season where he shoots more than like fifty. percent And we mean crazy good, not crazy bad. Yeah. Not like a yeah, Kevin not, not, season. Yeah. Not that forty percent from the field. <laughs> how, how are you a slasher and you shoot forty percent from the field? <laughs> How are you when the Knicks and shoot forty percent from the field, man? I swear teams will like <laughs> play worse defense because they man, know you're not. There's never been yeah, something more infuriating than last season when I would play RJ Barrett in FanDuel and I would have to watch him sit there while Julius Randle and Marcus Morris, who was on the Knicks at the time, were just trying to cut up defenses, isolating by themselves, bricking like deep mid ranges. It was the worst basketball I've ever watched. No, I'm just saying, how how is your main attribute? Being a big guard and driving to the rim and using physicality to get up and over people, and you shoot forty percent. Like that's your sense. that's your main thing, bro. I don't know, man. Um, All right, Connor, I'm gonna let you take the reins, Connor. Give me some, give me some uh, takes. Give me some takes. All right. Um, I found one. I think Wayne, you might like. It says Wizards will not only make the playoffs, but they're gonna take whoever they face in round one to seven games. I want. If we are seed six through eight and somebody has to play us first round, it's not going to be a sweep. I, I promise you that. Well, did you get G.G. Augustine on your team now? Is that why it's not a sweep? D.J. Augustine doesn't get swept. No, man. He does, a- game one, Augustine is different. I'm trying. <laughs> people don't understand. He doesn't lose. <laughs> game, at least game, one, game one, the Bucks will never get swept ever again. Never. Game one, Augustine, the Bucks will not lose a game one anymore. But no, we, we could definitely give a lot of teams problems. I agree. There's a, there's a lot of teams that we like because no matter what, our offense can carry us even if they we getting cooked up. Yeah, we can score with anybody. We beat Brooklyn last year. We wasn't supposed to off a random game winner by by Brock from Pokemon, Jerome Robinson. We beat the Mavericks on a crazy game winner from, uh, from wait, near wait, half wait, court. Wait, wait. Can we talk about Brock from Pokemon? Why is that Jerome Robinson's alien? He looks exactly like him. I'm going to look up a reference image real quick. Just look at Jerome Robinson and, and think about it. <laughs> All right. I mean, I know what he looks like and I see it, but I think I need to see an actual picture. It's almost exact. Ooh, I see it. I see it. I see what you're talking about. So he's Brock. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so he's Brock. Uh, Duncan Robinson is either Sheen or Jimmy Neutron. Apparently, he got called both by the Lakers in the uh, playoffs. <laughs> Bro, he did. Uh, uh, you got to get in that man's head because otherwise, he's going to spray every three he takes. Exactly. Um, all right. Well, I you know, I agree with the Wizards thing that I think they're going to be a tough out. Really, for both conferences, there's just so many good teams that I think – there's not going to be any like easy matchups in the first round. Uh, it might be harder out west because the Lakers are just so so good. Um, same thing with the Bucks, but the Bucks seem to somehow always get in tough matchups. But especially, I think those like two seven three six matchups in both conferences could be really really entertaining next season. Man, so what the Hawks are about to give somebody a problem in that first round? Yeah, the, Haw- the Hawks. You're are be spitting a tough- facts. 
Connor, find a, a hawk stick. I know we have a lot of them. Oh, oh I got, I got, I got one for you right now. All right, go for it, Wayne. Drop right. it. So this is one of my friends. His name is Elijah. He he commented it. He okay. said right. Atlanta Hawks are going to be a top five seed in the East. Dude, I fuck with that. I'm not no, even kidding. There's no, 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 no. I I'm down for that. No, I'm, no, no. I'm what team really going to be better than? I think their only space is five. I'm thinking the Hawks, is, they're literally going to score so many points, and I just feel like they're not going to be, like, it's not going to be, like, the Brooklyn Nets where the Nets are going to be, you know, be resting some players here and there. Philly's not going to probably play, in, especially now that we have Dwight Howard and um, Tony Bradley. I feel like they're not going to play Joel Embiid a crap ton of minutes. So I, could, I just feel like the Hawks are hungry. They're going to score a shit ton of points. And I don't know. I just feel like they have this, like, edge to them that they haven't had in a while, and they're definitely playing for something because – if I believe it or not, I think it was their ownership that basically told like the Hawks coaches, like, look, if y'all don't make the playoffs this year, then yeah, you guys are donezo. So I think they're really going to be trying hard this year. I don't know. They're just one of those, like, I feel like it's been for so long where it was like, we know what eight teams are going to be relevant. So uh, I think it's due time for like another Cinderella team, another OKC Thunder to come out of the shadows and propel themselves higher in the standards than we thought they would be. I don't see it. I just, they're not going to be better than the Sixers, Celtics, Bucks. I'm not saying they're better. I'm just saying they have a better record. We, we, we I don't, but I don't think they will. I just, I don't, I don't think it can happen. There's their only, the their only chance is at five, and they have to hope that the Heat or Sixers just like underperform in the regular season to get to five. Mm-hmm. That's my thinking there. I think I they, mean, could, I, I think they could get six. I mean, I could just see that. I, I think the Heat are coming off that long playoff run. I mean, the Sixers will be resting people. The Nets will rest people. The Pacers didn't get any better. I mean, the Celtics lost their third or fourth best score, arguably. So, I mean, I don't know, man. I think that he got better, too, though. Oh, I think they do did. Not, do not sleep on Precious. <laughs> Precious that, is that, nice. he That pick, that, that's like a little mini Bam off the bench, yo. Yeah, Bam and Bam Light. Yo, I wanted, I, I, I wanted Precious, but then Denny fell. <laughs> so, I was like, uh... I, I wanted, I wanted like a, a guy like Precious. Uh, I was looking at like Isaiah Stewart. Uh, on Yaka Okongwu got taken. That was like we had. There were so many. There were jersey uh, swaps already, bro. The Wizards group chat was going crazy for Big O, but he got taken by the Hawks, which was unexpected. I didn't think they were going to take a big. We thought Big O was for sure falling. Yeah, Hawks kind of surprised me taking. I mean, I like the pick. I, I'm really high on Okongwu, so I'm glad yeah. you went early. Uh, it just surprised me because I was like, yeah, they got John Collins, they got Capella. I'm like, yo, he's going to fall for sure. Yeah, I, would, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they just co- use Capella as a bridge and they let Okongwu take the reins at center eventually once Capella expires. So I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I don't know. I don't know why the Rockets ever gave up Capella in the first place, but that's uh, here nor there. I think that hurt. That, that's what hurt them a lot, I think, because you know how Russ started balling out when they traded Capella, but then Harden started struggling because they took away that lob threat for Harden. Like, At least you can move him to the bench and just stagger his minutes around it. Like, something, yeah. bro. You didn't have to trade the man. And then they just start getting rid of, like, like they cut Isaiah Hartenstein. Like, the Tyson Chandler was the only guy above, like, 6'7 on their team. <laughs> and he didn't even touch the court. Yeah, and Tyson Chandler was he, a he, he was the Myers Leonard of the uh, the Rockets, you know. Clapped yeah. a lot, made some cool poses, you know, lots of screaming off the bench. But, Tyler, the but Tyson stuff. Chandler didn't get a two-year 20-mile deal this offseason, unfortunately. He deserved it, though. He was just as good of a cheerleader as Myers Leonard was. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Uh, so another one I just saw is that, uh, well, I saw both, I'll put both of these two up there. Um, that one person said Joel Embiid wins MVP and another person said Nikola Jokic wins MVP. 
So do you guys see either of them as potential MVP candidates? All right, I'm going to go first because I think everyone knows my answer. Okay. I'm going I'm to say Joel Embiid, and here's why. Because he is finally surrounded by the type of talent that is going to allow him to thrive with three-point shooting, new coaches, hopefully a new system. Because Brett Brown, excuse me, but he did not have a fucking system. It was literally just like, all right, guys, go play basketball. Let's go. You guys got this. Like, there was ne- never any kind of, like, organization going on. Jason Garrett, uh, Mr. Clap on the sideline. <laughs> I know. You, then you'd have Al Horford clapping under the basket after you missed his fifth layup in a row. No, but, man. <laughs> but I'm going to go Joel okay, outside to pick those two. Just because I think Jamal Murray really took that step up for the Nuggets as their top scorer. And he's honestly one of my picks to be most improved player this year if he can continue like his bubble play. So that's why I'm going to go Joel because I think he's the clear-cut best player, best scorer on the Sixers. And I think with these new three-point shooters around him and all these other opportunities that he is now having, I think he's going to be my guy. I'm going – well, the thing is, I'll say this. Nikola Jokic and Joel Embiid are probably going to be the only centers for a good while that have the ability to be MVPs. Agreed. Because centers that are that good, they, they don't come, they don't come very often. And I think you already made the case for Embiid. In Jokic's case, uh, Jokic has taken the regular season. He kind of coasts a little bit because yeah. then, I guess, to the playoffs, dude is different. Averaging like twenty five, like he 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 averaged twenty five, ten, and eight. Two years ago, last year, I think he did it again. I think he did 20, 26, 10, 7. I was like, dude, like, if he did, he, if he does this kind of stuff in the regular season and they still get a, a, a two seed, it's like, bro, he's in that conversation. So, like, I don't know. Both both of them, especially, I think MB has a, MB might take that step this year. Cause I, I thought he could have last year, but it just didn't work out. They didn't have a really good, like, they got rid of shooters. It, it, it wasn't good. He got, like, the shooters he has now, MB's assist numbers might go up. Exactly, and I think that um, I think Connor said this on last year's podcast. He thought that Joel Embiid was a dark horse MVP candidate. Correct me if I'm wrong, Connor, but I think I, he did say I, that. I just straight up picked him. I looked yeah. like an idiot. But um, I agree with Wayne. Like I think not having Horford there, it's like Embiid's like the post is his. Like he can do whatever suits him best. And like Wayne was saying, like you can see those assist numbers rising if he gets double teamed in the post, and you got Seth Curry, the best Curry brother to ever don a un- <laughs> an NBA uniform in the corner, then. Uh, it's game over. That's a, All right, a straight dude. up bucket. But I mean, tech, Seth Curry has the highest three point percentage in the league right now. Yeah, Steph has I'm that. I don't think so. Play. He has three in the season. Hey, look, Seth Curry has good enough volume that him having the highest three point percentage among active active players is impressive. I'm not going to disagree. Uh, yeah, I picked Embiid to win MVP last season. Uh, it, honestly, I mean, I think he's talented enough to be in that conversation. It's just a matter of can he stay healthy and can that Sixers team perform to that one, two seed level that you need usually to win the MVP. So it's going to be up to those two things. Same thing with Jokic. The issue is I don't think Jokic could do that. I mean, he could, but I think the Lakers are just – going to grab that one seed i don't see that happening same with kind of the bucks in the east but i feel like the bucks don't have as much of a stranglehold on that one seed as the lakers do out west uh and then i feel like the clippers are going to be that too and the nuggets could be like a three or a four um but i think the sixers could end up being the two if they played at the level that they are capable of it just depends if that the pieces fit as well as that I think they're going to, although also last season I thought Al Horford was going to fit well. So apparently I'm just a dumbass who doesn't know basketball. Um, but yeah, shout out OKC legend Al Horford. But yeah, we, we yoke it on the, 
that that's that's my thing with Jokic because Jokic has gotten the seeds the past two years to like be considered, but like I don't I, he need the stat pad a little bit or something. You know what I'm saying? Just just get the PPG up a little bit because 2010-6 is good, but twenty five ten six is like all right. 25-10-6, you the number two seed last year, only behind the Lakers, and beat out the Clippers, who everybody said was the best team in the league, and you, you outseeded them. That would have put him, he would he would have got like top five in MP, MP rate, but yeah, instead exactly. he just he just got a top ten finish again because the man, I don't, he needed the stat pad a little bit. All right, uh, well I can bring one up that. Um... Ryan might uh, have a little bit more to talk about because Ryan, this one comes from Taylor, who I know you have been uh, beefing with on the time. <laughs> I've been troll- trolling his ass. <laughs> uh, he said that Utah is going to be the top fourteen in the West and play the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. Um, while you, I know you've been saying that Utah will not make the playoffs. So, would you like to make a comment on that? <clears throat> yeah, I will. Um, Utah is not a bad team. Um, obviously, they got first rounded last year, which kind of sucks, but. Um, they did have some interesting pickups, and they do have Bogdanovich back. So I do think they upgrade a lot. I, there's just other teams I like better. Like, I don't think they missed the playoffs. Like, I've been, no offense, Taylor, I'm just trolling your ass on the timeline because it's kind of funny. And for some reason, you get ratioed every single time I say something bad about the Jazz. But I don't know, man. I just, I see other teams just getting further. Like, I think Portland made a lot of good adjustments this offseason. I like Dallas. Um, the Clippers and Lakers are still there. Obviously, what Wayne just talked about with Denver. So, I mean, the Jazz will be there, but if anything, their ceiling right now is just, you know, a top maybe six or seven place. I don't think they're going to be four. I think that's a little too high. Heck, I'd even put the Suns over them on the down low. But I just don't think – I think to win right now, you have to have, like, a top five or top ten player, and the Jazz just don't have that. Like, Donovan Mitchell Rudy Gobert are probably top 25 players in the NBA right now, but if you think about it, like, they don't have their Braun, they don't have their Kawhi, they don't have their – I don't know, Luca, Jason Tatum, you know, they don't have that guy. I mean, Donovan Mitchell's a really good player, don't get me wrong, but I, I don't know, man. I don't think he could just carry them that far, especially the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. You're I, not I mean, going to have a top five player. Your team better be deep as fuck, like exactly. Denver or something. Like, that's how Denver did it. The motherfuckers is deep. You go to the bench and Jeremy. It's the same with Miami, though. Miami 26. doesn't have a top 10 player. It's Jimmy Butler's probably right outside of that, but they're just. Yeah, Jimmy like Butler said, really kind deep. of established himself as that. But mm-hmm. yeah, I get what you're saying. They're just deep as hell. They've got that one guy. Really, it's just like the la- when was the last time a team won a championship without like a true superstar? It's been forever. I don't think it's it's literally not happening. I, I don't think it's ever happened. It's, I, I think mean, there's only I think there's I mean, only been one time. The, you can talk about the early 2000s Pistons as that team. I think the Heat would have been literally probably the first team like ever since I've been old enough to watch basketball. I'm 22 years old. I want to say D Wade. Yeah, D Wade wasn't a superstar yet, and Shaq was like, Shaq wasn't a superstar at that point. He was like an all star. Uh, I don't know. You, I, I think you could call. Still, still like, they're still both Hall of Famers. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but like at that Here's point, D Wade hadn't hit superstar level yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was what pushed them up. But even then, that was still what? That was still like, what, 16, 17 years ago? Maybe. Yeah. Long. So, I mean. I'm about to say, maybe the Pistons. Because I was thinking the Mavericks, but then no. The Mavericks was just like the most recent team to only win with one superstar. But they had Dirk. Dirk I mean, was what, was Dirk, would you consider Dirk a superstar in 2011? That's really yep. the thing. If look, you, at, if, look at who Dirk was beating, too. That's the thing. If you consider Dirk that superstar, then yeah, it really hasn't happened since those Pistons teams. Otherwise, the tw- the 2011 the Mavericks is probably the closest we've gotten, 
and I don't think the Jazz right now have anyone that's that good. Um, They're a good regular season team. Like I think we talked about this last year, Connor. They have like a good starting lineup and mm-hmm. some decent players that will play hard. So I think they could definitely like outperform. Like I think I picked them to be the three seed last year for this exact reason was that they just on paper they look pretty good, but there's not like a team that's set up for postseason success. In my personal opinion. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you on that. Yeah, it just really comes down to the NBA as a superstar-based league. So, to find that success, you've got to find that superstar. So, Donovan Mitchell's got to take a big step, or him and Rudy Gobert both have to take decent steps with, like, Mike Conley showing up. Otherwise, I don't see how they get to that Western Conference Finals. I don't know if they're... Never mind. I would say one step Donovan Mitchell needs to... I would say one step Donovan Mitchell needs to take is, when you look at his playoff numbers, except for against Houston, he's balling. But the thing is, he'll average like four assists and three point nine turnovers. That's the that is the next thing he has to work on. Dude, Taking care of the ball. Just yeah. to, you can't have four you can't average four point two assists and then also average three point nine turnovers. That basic that basically cancels out. Like he he, ha, he just has to take care of the ball. Even if it means like not even getting assists, just letting Mike Conley or something just handle point. Like just like just don't turn over the ball. Because mm-hmm. turnovers are big in the playoff. They, make, they mean so much. Every possession counts. Yeah. I mean, I can recall watching the their series against the Nuggets this past year. And when they started losing, like, they went up 3-1, then they just started losing. I sw- like, Don Mitchell's having crazy games, but I could I can recall, like, a few key turnovers. Like, towards the end of the game, like, I was just like, oh, my God, he's just turned over, like, twice in a row. He had a backcourt violation in one game. I was like, dude, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. I, I really like Donovan Mitchell, though. I think he is going to end up being. I think he may be a superstar at some point in his career. He's just got. It's just going to take more time to step up. And I think Rudy Gobert's got to expand his offensive game. Like being a defensive player of your candidate's great, but in this league, if you can't play a little bit of offense, it hinders your value a ton, and it hinders that team a lot. Imagine if Rudy Gobert could like shoot threes at not even like a great clip, but if he could just shoot them at like thirty percent. Like, like, not even good, but if he that's just all you need, that's shoot. all you need from a center. You need 30%, bro. That's all you need from a center. You could just catch and shoot three. Like, if you could dish it out to Rudy Gobert, which then again stretches the floor so much for Mitchell to make those plays inside and exactly. not get as many turnovers. I would I love like, to see. It's like the like, same thing I've been complaining about. Sorry, Ryan, to cut you off. No, you're good. Um, I'm sure we're going to say It's the same thing. thing I've been complaining about for Steven Adams for years. For years, I've been like, I just like the first play we ran of last preseason. I've talked about this so many times on the podcast now, but last year's preseason, the first play we ran was a corner like three for Steven Adams. He caught it, he shot it, he drilled it, and I was like, "Why does he not?" And he just never shot a three ever again, other than the full court, like the half court shot buzzer beater he hit that everyone posts about. But like, why does like I don't know why he just doesn't shoot him. It's the same thing like Ryan. I I think this might have been what you're going at, Ben Simmons. Like, you just got to shoot him, man. Like, you don't even have to be great at it. You just have to be that threat. Like, look at Marcus mm-hmm. Smart. Marcus Smart was one of the worst shooters in the league, but he just kept shooting them. And now he's honestly a pretty good shooter. I think he shot, like, 36% from three last season on, like, a decent amount of attempts. And at was this it, point, like, he takes threes, and I expect him to make them. Didn't we have someone come on the podcast and say that Marcus Smart was one of the best three? Well, didn't you say Was that you that said that, or did someone come on and say that Marcus Smart was Marcus, one of the best three Marcus Marcus Smart shooters? is the worst best three-point shooter i ever seen. <laughs> That's I mean, he's he's literally had games where he'll go one for ten, 
and in the fourth, when you need it, he'll hit three in a row. And it's like, what dude. playoff game was that where he made like six threes in the fourth quarter? Do you remember what game that was? I think I I think it was against, it was against Toronto. I believe. I think right? it was against Toronto. But I remember. He's like, some, like, dude, where does this come from? Like, my roommate's a uh, Celtics fan, and he was going. I I was. Uh, we were watching it on a stream, so I was using Twitter at the time, and I kept seeing that Marcus Smart was about to hit a three. And I was so I would like get ready, and each time he would go insane. Every time Smart kept knocking down another three, he had like six or seven. Yeah, I'm gonna try and find that game specifically. If if Lonzo Ball can shoot 37.5 percent from three after shooting 30 percent the year before, there's no excuse. Work on your damn jumper. Yeah. Okay. So Smart this last season shot. Um, I just lost. Uh, he shot 36.4%, and then this past season he shot 34.7%. But um, he upped it. He put up 2.3 more attempts than last season. So he's shooting 6.63s a game at 35%, which is like league average around there. So that's not bad at all. And he used to shoot uh, in his second and third seasons. Shoot, even in 2718, he shot 30%. And the two seasons before, he shot 28 and 25%. So, like, you just got to keep, like, shooting them, and eventually you'll, like, kind of get the hang of it. It's just some of these players just don't. I'm telling you, there's evidence, bro. Like, him, Lonzo, it's multiple people where, like, they could not shoot. Lonzo Ball, his his form still looks weird, but he made his arm go straight. All of a sudden, 37.5%. And it only dipped under 38% because he played bad in the bubble after five months off. He would have been a 38% three-point shooter. That's crazy to think about. He shot, he shot better from three than Bradley Beal. Mm-hmm. He took six a game. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. These guys just got to take threes. All right, Connor, I got one for us to talk about now. Um, right. so, th- so this one can- comes from uh, my good friend Kane, L-A-L, at LAL Prime. And uh, also comes from, uh, I think, my friend Matt also on the timeline. They both want to talk about the Clippers. And essentially their take is either the Clippers are not a top three team, like we've been saying they, they're basically guaranteed to be, or they're going to not make the Western Conference Finals again, and then Kawhi and Paul George are getting the hell out. So Ooh, Connor, this, this is exactly as, as what I like to hear. This situation, is exactly Connor, what I want to I want you to talk about it. This is perfect. Yes. Um, if the Clippers could uh, be dismal next season, it would be probably the best thing that's ever happened to me. If they could just disappoint Clippers fans, I'm really sorry. I know there's all ten of you are gonna be really upset at me saying this. All ten from last summer that created accounts. <laughs> yeah, um, there actually are some pretty cool Clippers fans. Anyways, um, I feel bad rooting for against other people's teams because it's nothing I have against like the fans of the team, which are the people who I interact with. It's just that my team owns your entire future, and if you lost your two superstar type players, that would contribute greatly. So, if the Clippers could at least like. I just need them to just lose in like that second round. And I think as long as they lose in that second round, I think Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, who have shown that they're not willing to stick around if things aren't going their way, I think they'll just head out. I think I think just Kawhi, he can go to like go play for the Knicks or something. Paul George seems like a guy who would go play for like the Raptors or the Hornets for some reason. Um, just go. Get out of Los Angeles. Give me their draft picks for the next five, six years and let the Thunder become a dynasty. Dang. I'm 100% down for the Thunder just capitalizing off any <laughs> Clippers or Rockets failure. Love you, Down Wayne, for it. Yes, sir. I, See, I Wayne like gets the, it. I Wayne like understands the, the vision. Fun. The chaos Wayne is fun. Wayne gets it. Lots of memes. Hell, yeah. um, actually, something, Ryan, similar. Uh, I saw something that um, I'll try and find it real quick. It was also it was talking about the Thunder. Um, even though this past one was about the Clippers, it affects the Thunder a lot. 
Um, yeah, Jalen Rager season. Uh, Klondike said that Cone won't like this, but Thunder don't make the playoffs and Al Horford sucks. I just want to clarify. <laughs> I just want to clarify that's exactly what I want to happen and that you're dead wrong. I would love for the Thunder to suck because that means we get Cade Cunningham next to Shea in a Thunder uniform, which is exactly what I need. And even if Al Horford sucks, it does not matter. We're, we're going to keep his contract anyways, and I'll still make memes about him being a top 10 player. So it doesn't matter if he sucks or not. Speaking of uh, players that have uh, sucked recently, actually, I'll take that back. He's been kind of hurt, so I feel bad. But uh, our friend Caleb, who was on our one of our recent episodes, the Brooklyn Nets offseason preview, definitely recommend checking that out if you haven't. He believes that Blake Griffin will get bought out or not, regardless, will not end the season with Detroit. What do you think he has in store for him this year? I just want Blake Griffin to be healthy. That is the number one thing. Number two, uh, come on down to Washington, man. You know what I'm saying? We like injured people around this side. <laughs> do you think but, uh, he has anything left to offer? Like, do you think he can still like be a near All Star performer? That's all he needs to be. I, don't I mean, think, I don't you... think he. I don't think he can really offer anything to Detroit. I think Detroit should. I think Detroit should try to move him, and just try to just make plays for the future. Because Detroit right now, they're not. It's not like they they don't have a championship window right now. And they just drafted Killian they Hayes just, and all these guys. They just junk. got Mason Pullman. What are you talking about? <laughs> they just drafted Killian Hayes and all these guys. I think I think Detroit should just start making plays for the future at this point. Because if 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 all these teams that are like they know they're going to be bad and are trying to still be good for the season, if they wait too long, OKC is not playing around. And when it's time for the low tiers to rise up in five years, and OKC just takes that mantle. And everybody else is just unprepared because OKC was light years ahead, like the Warriors were. We're gonna complain. I know it. When you you might be my favorite guest in the history of the podcast. I'm saying they're starting. <laughs> they're starting now. OKC had they they read mm-hmm. the, the writing on the wall and they was like, you know what, let's do it. That's what I love, man. Every like there are other teams like the Pistons are paying dudes money trying to like for some reason try and get like that eight seed. The Hornets are like throwing Gordon Hayward a fucking bag to try and get the eight seed. Like, I don't get it. The Thunder were like, okay, we have a good roster. We brought, like, the Rockets a seven. We almost won that first-round series. But this roster, unless we add, like, a significant piece, is not going to compete for a championship. So they just blew it up and got every first-round pick for the next 17 years. And now we're just going to dominate the NBA in, like, five seasons. Can I, can I throw another Thunder pick or another Thunder take at you, Connor? I, I'm so used to saying pick because that's all you guys have. <laughs> yeah, uh, yes, you, uh, yes, you can absolutely throw me up another Thunder pick. I would love to see that. I, I know. It's just like I, when I say Thunder, I was going to say take, but I, like Thunder pick, you know, it just rolls off the tongue now, you know. But, uh, yeah, um, at this point. This comes from at Wugwens Wart. Nice at. He, he thinks OKC will be a playoff team. SGA averages 25 points per game, makes the All-Star game, Lou Dort, third in Defensive Player of the Year voting. Baisley receives votes to be most improved player, and the Thunder finish as the five seed. I, um, so I'll go through these in order. We're going to start SGA 25. Yes, very possible. Sam Presti had a press conference today where he called SGA the franchise cornerstone. He said he wants him to handle the ball like all the time. He wants him to be like the clear, um, absolute number one during in the offense this season. He said he wants to see him step up on defense too. So. We were going all in on SGA development this season. I absolutely see a world where he averages 24 to 25. Um, could be an all-star, I think. Uh, some people don't think that there's a possibility, but I don't think they realize how much we need him to do to try and carry this team. Um, I could see it being like a Trey Young situation where he doesn't quite average like Trey Young-type numbers. Like He's not going to put up 30 and 10, 
but he has like really good stats because he's like the team. And even though we're garbage, he still gets an all-star nod. So I think he could, I definitely see that all-star thing happening. I've been preaching that. Uh, the Baisley most improved thing, I think he's going to start our power forward spot. So I could absolutely see that. He showed great promise in the bubble. Um, what else? Is there? Uh, Dort, third defensive player of the year. That's a little premature. Um, he's not that good yet. He's not Ben Simmons. He's not Rudy Gobert. He's not Draymond Green, who's going to be prolific again this season now that he's not playing with like Kai Bowman and Jordan Poole every night. Um, hey, no Jordan Poole slander, dude. I'm, I'm not slandering Jordan Poole. I'm just stating <laughs> the facts that he had to play with Jordan Poole. Um, if you take that as slander, then you're the one who's slandering. You're, that's on you. Uh, and then what was it last? Uh, Thunder make the playoffs? No, absolutely not. Uh, Thunder get the five seed. You are insane. We got the five seed last season with Chris Paul, Danilo Gallinari, uh, Stephen Adams, Dennis Schroeder. You think that now our starting lineup of it's going to be Shea Dort, uh, possibly Trevor Ariza. I don't know what that's that three spots going to look like. Um, you can throw in Baisley at the four and Horford at the five. You think that's like the same tier of team as the last one? I don't know what to tell you. There are certain players that you pick up in the offseason when you know you know what what this season is about to be about. Trevor Ariza is one of those guys. He's like one of them good luck charms where you play bad and you probably get a good pick out of it, even though you already got 30. That 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 having that tre- Trevor Ariza just to muck the season up, yeah, man. If the game is too close, Trevor Ariza, come on in, man. Break some threes real quick, get dunked on, get get your ankles broken and yeah. fight somebody. Yeah. <laughs> One of the best tank commanders there is in the league, man. Uh, that 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 should be a position, a tank commander. That should be a position, yo. Like when like when you know you're about to tank, so you pick up uh, this guy because you know you're about to tank. Like a tank commander, that's a position. I'm, I'm trying to think who a good tank commander is in the NBA. Cameron Payne. Cameron Payne was a good <laughs> yes, tank commander. Bro, that should be an ar- archetype in two K. Cameron Payne was a tank commander for the Bulls a couple seasons ago. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of who else would be a good tank commander. I'll keep thinking about this. Ryan, try and find another take. I'm going to see if I can think of another one. Yeah, there's got to be some good ones. Just try to think of bad teams and like think of players. Honestly, man, teams. Vince Carter recently has been kind of a tank commander. <laughs> He's been a tank commander. <laughs> that's a good He's been a tank commander for sure. I feel bad for Vince Carter, but yeah, that's kind of been the role he's played the past season. So, somebody on the Kings has been a tank commander. Harrison Barnes. Harrison, ba- Harrison yeah. Barnes is kind of a tank when commander. The, when the Mavs first started tanking and they signed Harrison Barnes, like, that's a tank commander move right there. Oh, you just oh, sign yeah. a guy to average 20 and, and play on a bad team. That's a tank commander. That's a tank commander. Yeah. You, you give him a decent contract. You just let him play. He doesn't play great. He doesn't play, like, terrible. But he just plays badly enough to, like, lose you a couple extra games. I'm laughing right now because you remember when uh... – Mev uh, came at Hana on the podcast the other night about her Lake, Lakers Warriors thing, and she said like Steph isn't as durable as James. He'll shoot a career low. From the, someone copy and pasted that take word for word. <laughs> they copied that shit from Pop Smoke. <laughs> yeah. So Pop Smoke said Steph just isn't as durable as James Harden or Dame Lillard, and will break down. He's going to shoot a career low from three, not counting this year because he shot twenty five percent in five games. Wes is going to be a dogfight. And three and eight will be separated by two to three games. Yikes. Damn, yeah, Pop Smoke. Not... Bro. Now she, still has, she still hasn't growled. I'm going to ask her to growl. Bro. Not even no, I need, I need to hear a woo. I need to hear a woo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ask her. 
Oh, hold on. I thought of another. Yo, Jaleel Okafor, Tank Commander. Yes. Oh, that's a good one. 1,000%. Jaleel Okafor, Tank Commander. Uh, By- Byron man. Scott as a coach, great take, Tank Commander. Oh, yeah. Coach, oh, coaches are some of the best Tank Commanders. If you bro. Google NBA Tank Commander, Cameron Payne is the first name that comes up. His Wikipedia page comes up in the second bro, result. What? Mm-hmm. Oh, my. No I, didn't, I didn't know somebody coined it already. Yeah. It says he was known as the Tank Commander. It's under his nickname. Who else is a good? There's a whole tank. Reddit. There's a whole Reddit thread on it. That's hilarious. Uh, tank Commander, yes, sir. Connor, you need to make a. Uh, you make an all Tank Commander team and post that on Twitter. All, all Tank Commander team. Luke Wallen, Yo. great Tank Commander. The Kings are <laughs> no, actually, actually, the Kings are still trying Luke, to tank. Luke, Luke Walton is a terrible Tank Commander because, like, you, when when you when you a co- head coach Tank Commander, you're, you're supposed to like develop your young guys. Oh, that's fair. literally. Let, let me tell you how Luke Walton did Lonzo Ball, bro. This is this is what bad coaches are getting your career against you. Lonzo started a game against Brooklyn and scored 11 straight points for the Lakers. Mm-hmm. He went straight to the bench and didn't come back till almost the end of the second quarter. This is Luke Walton. <laughs> like, bro, what? It's not like y'all care if y'all win the game anyways. Y'all not about to make the playoffs. Let that man play. He got 11 in like two minutes. Let him, let him run, bro. And he takes him out of the game and sits him for like 14 minutes. Luke that is Wallen, Luke Walton. Luke Walton did kind of a crazy job, though. He managed to take a, Le- a team with LeBron James on it and make it miss the playoffs and end up with the fourth overall pick. That's kind of impressive. He made Kuzma look good. Yeah, that's a good tank commander, not going to lie, right there. That's... It, he was good, but he's good at losing games. But like, when you tank command, bro, you're supposed to have certain guys that you're supposed to develop because the tank can't go on for every year. It's a lot like, mm-hmm. okay, see this year? I hope they do it right and just let Shea green light. Green yeah, light, Shea, please. Connor, Brett Brown for Tank Commander? Tank, Brett Brown for Tank Commander? I don't know. He just seems kind of like an inside agent. Like, he's supposed to be good, but he's like, nah, I'm going to mess things up. <laughs> and I'm going to say, uh, Brett Wayne, Brown. Wayne Ellington. I'm going to throw Wayne Ellington out there. Oh, Wayne yeah, Ellington, yo, straight journeyman, bro. <laughs> hit, hit some threes in the first three quarters, and in the last quarter when you need them, yo, Brick City. <laughs> Love that guy. Pistons Ever just since put Wayne Ellington on the roster. He's been on the Knicks a couple of years. Yes, sir. Tank Commander win. Speaking of Brick City, uh, at 612 Finn believes Marvin Bagley will have a great season and will win most improved player. <laughs> just transition to Marvin Bagley through Brick City. Yes, sir. Is that, is that the transition there? Yep. I uh, want Marvin Bagley to do good, but like, bro. He's got to stay healthy. In my fever, I just wanted to get like 10 and 7 a game. <laughs> I know. Like, he can't really improve from nothing. Like, I feel like he's literally like. I don't even. Just, just give me like 10 and 7. Just all dunks. 10 points, all dunks. And seven the stat he most needs to improve is his games played at this point. The man is always hurt. Like That man is first team all infirmary, bro. <laughs> first team all infirmary. Yeah, <laughs> I feel bad for Bagley because he suffers from the fact that he was taken like. I know. Half- he was taken over Luca and Trey, Bro. so so he's got all that pressure on him. He can't stay healthy. He's got t- Tank Commander Harrison Barnes on his squad. Tank Walton's his coach. Man, oh my God, he's like, just like, a yeah. another yeah. Tank Commander. Bro, think of Jabari think Parker, of Harrison Barnes, bro. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, Jabari Parker. That's a good one. Very good one. Oh, yeah. Who's also on the Harrison Kings. Barnes, bro? Imagine the audacity of Harrison Barnes knowing he's a Tank Commander and saying he's not going to shave his beard until they make the playoffs. What, <laughs> bro? Look at, look at a commander. You're a tank. Man. You're a tank commander, bro. You know you're not making the playoffs. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. He just wanted to grow it out, but he needed an excuse to do it. Oh my god. He knows his role. 
I'm oh. trying to find another good one. Uh, a couple people asked about this. Uh, Willie the Frog 2 and Clout Cobain both said that Trey Young will be an MVP candidate. All right, listen. For Trey, Trey Young will have the numbers. His numbers will look like MVP numbers. The thing is, their record. I have the Hawks possibly getting six or seven seed. For Trey Young to be considered, he has to at least get to fourth. That's one. Because the East is good enough where if Trey Young in his third year takes an, a Hawks team that wasn't in the playoffs to fourth, that could get him some votes. Plus, his numbers, regardless, is going to have MVP type. Like, he just had 30 and 10. He can do that again. That is MVP type numbers. As long as he has decent efficiency, he has to get at least four seed, though. That is the only way. Yeah, I'm kind of with you, man. I think he'll score. Like, I think Trey Young's going to. What did he. Um, do you know what he averaged last year? It's got to be like high 20s, right? It was like 29.9. I think it was 29.6. He's definitely. I think he'll average 30 this year. Maybe maybe he actually will be a little bit lower because he has better teammates. Yeah, he know? honestly might take that step back, especially since, like, yeah, bringing all those guys. Also, John Collins will hopefully not get suspended for like 25 games this season. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. optimal. But, um, I mean, I could see it. But it's like Wayne was saying, it comes down to their record because Trey Young will definitely have the numbers. Another guy I want to talk about for MVP, I know this wasn't brought up, but Devin Booker, just because I feel like he's always had numbers too, but his team's just always been so ass. So he's another guy that I like isn't normally in the MVP conversation, but I could see him maybe Devin getting Booker up there a little bit more. Sick numbers last, like 27 on like 50 some percent, dude. Like he was sick last year, bro. And then I think Phoenix, is, Phoenix will have a better record. Oh, yeah, easily. It depends on where they fall. I know Connor's a big Devin Booker fan. So, what do you think, Connor? I'm a huge Devin. Booker. He's like one. Of, he's probably one of my like top three to five favorite players in the league. I love Book. Uh, the only issue is with, I don't think he's gonna have. Part of it, the MVP is having that narrative. I don't think the Suns have that narrative it, because, like, the narrative right now is Chris Paul coming in to like be the savior, bring them to the playoffs. Like, I mean, sure, Booker goes out, averages like thirty. Like six assists, like a like five rebounds, like has like crazy numbers or something. They they end up as like a top four seed. Yeah, I could see him as a candidate, but I feel they like can more do that, people. Man. The thing is, feel, Phoenix the, Phoenix is social media presence, bro. That mm-hmm. could push the, it. the the issue also is that like I feel like Chris Paul is like the dominant like theme right now. Like they're gonna yeah. look at it and be like, oh, they were like good, but Chris Paul comes in and does it. So Chris Paul might take away from some of that love to. Devin Booker, I don't know, so I don't know if he'll get that love. That's that true. That's true. As well. That's the issue because it's narrative. Like Westbrook had a crazy season, but he may not have won MVP if like. And I mean, I can admit this as someone who thinks Westbrook did deserve the MVP. I think it did help him a little bit winning that over Harden that KD just left, and so it was like, this is Westbrook's team now. He took over. He played amazingly with a squad that probably should not even have made the playoffs to the sixth seed. Um, so like, I mean, he deserved that. It's just that. I feel like players usually don't win it when someone comes in to help them. Um, like, I think part of what hurt LeBron this season is that, like, AD came in. And, yeah, I think, well, I think Giannis 100% deserved that MVP. But also the narrative, I think, was taken a bit away because Anthony Davis came in to, like, help him. As yeah. opposed to him being like, all right, I didn't make the playoffs this season. I'm going to will this team to the one seed by myself. So. I feel it. Uh, all right, Connor, hit, 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 us, hit us with some. Um, okay, so this one's just for some reason. This one's just hyper specific, so I wanted to bring it up. Uh, Danny okay. Green will shoot thirty four point twenty seven percent from three this season. He'll shoot better than that. That's bullshit. He's gonna shoot at least thirty. He's gonna shoot forty forty percent from three from Danny Green this year. I'm saying it right oh, now. Jesus, forty percent. Hey, three. listen, listen, listen. 
he's not crazy for saying that. Regular season, Danny Green, sniper. Last season for the Lakers, his regular season number, he was sniping them. Yeah, he was but nice in the regular season. It's the playoffs where he go to 20%. Danny Green will shoot 40% from three this year. You can bookmark it. You can record this, clip it, whatever the fuck you want. It will happen. I guarantee I mean, it. I mean, I could see it. I mean, he's got, like, he's got Ben Simmons throwing him passes. It's kind of like a LeBron-type effect where there's just someone slashing and kicking out to him. Um, having Seth Curry as that other shooter, I think, will also give him more open looks. Uh, if if Ben Simmons can somehow, man, we talked about this earlier, if Ben Simmons could somehow come out and just shoot a couple of threes and open that court up more for Danny Green, too, that would be huge for him. Um, moving on to uh, another one from the same person. These are both from Vin underscore underscore XX. Uh, he says that Draymond Green, I think this one's kind of funny, is going to average a 10-point triple-double, uh, which sounds like something that Draymond Green would do. Uh, what are y'all's opinions on Draymond Green coming into this season? Well, I can I tell you, he's going to do a single double, if anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will cash up a random listener $5 if Draymond averages 10 points. I don't there think he gets 10. I don't think he does either. I think he's he's going to be right below it. I mean, he might have more rebounds than points. I think I could see Draymond being like an, an 8, 9, 6 type guy this year, something like that. Do y'all remember might... when Draymond Green just barely missed the? It was either a quadruple double or a five by five. The five by five, I believe. Because he didn't have the points for it, he had like four points. Yeah, yeah but like, bro, like, <laughs> just take a couple layups, bro. I, I, I feel like. Oh, no, it was team... a quadruple double. Is right because he had what? Do you, what? Do you, didn't he have? Ten, it was like ten boards. He had assists and boards, and then he had blocks. I think or steal. Uh, no steals. I think he had ten steals, right? And then he had eight points. Yeah, it was a near quadruple double. Um. Yeah, he had tw- he had twelve rebounds, ten assists, and ten steals. Um, Eight and he had only had five blocks. It would have it could have been a five by five also. Could have been a five by five and a quadruple double. Like, bro, yeah, take, had- take one layup, bro. I know at some point you had one layup to take. That's like bro, I don't understand it, bro. Like no matter how you have a, you have a team with Curry, Clay. You tell me that they can't somehow just get you a layup. Like they can't like carve into the paint, draw out all the defenders, and just get Draymond Green a layup for that. I feel like if I watched it, I could find at least 10 instances where he could have just took a layup. That sounds like something Draymond wouldn't want to do. I'm saying, that's why I don't think he averages 10. I don't think he does. Last year, playing by himself, he wasn't even aggressive. He wouldn't shoot. I mean, he had Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole was plenty aggressive for the rest of them. I'm not gonna lie. I kind of, I kind of fuck with Jordan Poole just because he, he willing to shoot that ball. Oh yeah, yeah so do I, bro. I don't get the Jordan Poole slander. I want, he, I want he, SGA he will, to have that Jordan Poole mentality this season, bro. Jordan Poole will let that ball fly, bro. If you, if you tell him he can, you shit. He went to the J.R. Smith school of just shoot that bitch. You don't, don't tell Jordan Poole he can shoot. Oh yeah, he letting that motherfucker go. It's yeah, like, bro. Oh, go ahead, Ryan. No, no, I was, I was gonna transition because a lot of people asked us about the Warriors. So while we're talking about it, I was gonna. Okay, I just want to throw out uh, one more member of that J.R. School Smith of uh, or J.R. Smith School of just shoot it, uh, Dylan Brooks. Every time I watch the Grizzlies, oh my god, Dylan Brooks Dude, is... Grizzlies games can be so annoying because of him, bro. He just shoot. I think I think they should have moved that dude, bro, because he he going like bro, he hurting Josh. I like Dylan bro. Brooks. I like this him. motherfucker. This dude shoots them out of games. Did, uh, you guys mentioned Jordan now I want to Clarkson. think of other players. Jordan Clarkson. Jordan Clarkson's definitely from that school of just shooting. <laughs> Jordan Clarkson, one of the better ones. I, I, I want him to shoot it. 
Jordan Clarkson's fun, man, because he plays like dudes play at the rec, except he's really good at basketball compared to them. So it's like he'll just run up and like pull random mid ranges that dudes, you know, those like guys who come in with like wearing the shooting sleeves and they're like 45 years old and they just come in and they just shoot it every yeah. single time. They yell at you for taking a three instead of a layup. They yell about <laughs> ball movement and stuff. He plays like one of those guys that just always pulls up from mid range and just caches everything. <laughs> Bro, I got to pay respect to the legends, though, because the J.R. Smith school wouldn't have started if guys like Nick Van Nexel didn't exist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just got to shoot it, man. Nick the Quick was the first. Most of don't remember Nick Van Nexel, bro. That, that was one of the first to do it, bro. Him, Tim Hardaway, uh, Tim Hardaway Sr. was one of them guys. Oh, yeah. Most, they don't talk about he used to pull that thing. Yeah, you thought he, Tim Hardaway Jr. pulled that thing. Like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Just hey, Tim Hardaway Jr., he learned from the best. He had his dad, bro. Deion Waiters, Deion Waiters is good. Oh, my God. He's – yes. <laughs> yes. Especially early Deion, bro, when he first got to Cleveland. Boy, he couldn't tell him shit. He thought he was better than Kyrie. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's a hot take right there. Deion Waiters before before, before Deion Waiters LeBron got there, he thought he was better. Before, before Kyrie got there, he thought he was better than uh, – before Bron got to Cleveland, he thought he was better than Kyrie. 100%. LeBron probably got there, and Deion's like, all right, Bron's here now. Cool. Still my team. That's why they dealt him at the deadline that year. <laughs> oh, my God. But I, have, I want to throw out a question about Golden State. Uh, okay. Somebody believes that Golden State is still the biggest threat to the Lakers winning the West. No. Uh, without Clay, no. No. Yeah, I don't know about that one either. I just feel like they don't have that second guy. Like, I mean, Oubre and Wiggins are nice. Draymond's of what single double them... legend, but... Part of what made them so scary to the Lakers was that they had Clay and Draymond, both good defenders that could help with LeBron and AD. Like, you could put Clay on LeBron. Um, the issue is now, though, like, you put Draymond on LeBron or AD, and then who guards the other one? Like, yeah. Oubre, like, I guess Oubre can try, but the Oubre's not going to stop him. Wiggins Ron isn't stopping anyone. Ron on the Wizards with Oubre guarding him. Yeah, exactly. I remember this. <laughs> And Uber isn't a bad defender, and Bronze still. And that's that's why you dealt him for Tank Commander Trevor Reza, right? I don't even know why we did that. We weren't even trying to go into a full tank. Actually, I know why we did it because Ernie Grunfeld was the worst owner in sports, and nobody even noticed it because nobody cares about the Wizards. So nobody noticed like how bad he was. Like he was kind of worse than uh, Dolan was for a while, bro. Like he he, uh, the Nets made a stupid decision and offered Otto Porter like. 100 something mil over like four years, right? All yeah, Wizards exactly. fans are thinking, like, like, yeah, don't even match that. Let him go. Ernie Grunfeld, he matches it. And because he matches it, now we can't pay Kelly. <laughs> Do you see yeah. what happens, though? What's up with the Nets owners Kelly? trolling? Because they did the same thing with Tyler Johnson and the Heat. Like, what is up with the Nets? And, like, hey, man, that was a dark period in the Nets history where they had, like, none of their own draft picks. The Celtics were out there drafting, like, Tatum and stuff with their draft picks. The Nets were just trying to bring someone in, man. Oh my God! Um, imagine if imagine if teams didn't match those deals, and the Nets right now had like Tyler Johnson and Otto Porter running the team instead of like Kelly or not Kelly, uh, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. <laughs> oh my God! They're probably like I don't know why goodness. we matched that offer sheet, bro. Like, I don't understand it, bro. That's a dark time on somewhere. In my head, like the whole way, I'm like, dude, you you let Otto walk, and when it comes time, you pay Kelly. You don't take auto and then give him up anyway because the dude doesn't get in the gym. All he does is party and take Instagram pictures. The dude <laughs> doesn't practice basketball. Who is this he's talking about? Auto Porter. Uh, this dude is in the club pouring drinks in bitch's mouth. 
during a <laughs> pandemic. During this dude a doesn't pandemic. he doesn't practice his craft like he doesn't play basketball, bro. Dude does nothing but take Instagram pictures, bro, and and fucking malinger on injuries that he's been healed from for four months. Dude, I haven't heard the term of lingerings in a long time, but I that is Bro, ask the Bulls. This dude was healthy as hell and just wasn't playing. He's in suits. Dude, These I mean, are things Otto Porter does, bro. Like, modern oh, tank oh commander. Tank commander. Tank Otto commander Porter. without even stepping on the court. Dog, he's uh, a that... tank commander because he just he just doesn't play, bro. He'll like he he'll get a small injury, he just milk that off. He just won't play. Speaking of uh, tank commanders, uh, I mean, I guess he's not really a tank commander anymore because I feel like he's he's not on the Pistons anymore. But Tony Snell, man, uh, Snell season thinks he's a dark horse MVP candidate. What do we think about Tony Snell in Atlanta being an think, MVP candidate? I think Tony Snell. He's a weird case because I think he. I thought you were saying he's a weird he, guy. He, <laughs> he could be. I think he might. He could be on his way to being a tank commander. We got to see what happens in Atlanta. But he 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 could be on his way to being a tank commander. He he he's got that archetype. He was definitely a tank commander in Detroit, though. Like without For a doubt, sure. like, this, man, this man was starting, putting up like five points a game. <laughs> sure. Sure. He had that one game where he had like twenty-eight points. He was perfect from the field. And then he went zero points. Like yeah, and then, like, then he did like, not. Then he was first team all cardio like the next week. Bro, like I'm still so fucking weak, dude. When you said Pascal Siakam, the only first team he'll be seeing is all cardio and spin. Bro, I would say right now, first team all cardio for the playoffs. Kemba Walker, Pascal Siakam, uh, uh, Andre Iguodala, first team all cardio. He was uh, Kyle Lowry had a couple games where it was a straight cardio, but then he 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 redeemed himself. So I made him second team. Second uh, team. So second team in this case is better than first team. Yeah, yeah you don't want to be. You're not as you're not as good as, as doing the cardio. You don't want to be on first team, man. All right, Connor, we're at about the 57 mark. So why don't you give me two more, and then we'll go and wrap things up. All right, um, we're gonna throw this one out there that uh, T.J. Warren keeps up the, the, uh, his bubble play and ends up being an all-star, leading the Pacers to around the fifth seed. That one's from Brandon. I was going to say, I think uh, I remember Brandon commenting that. If yeah. there's anything I want to happen more, I don't think y'all understand how happy I was watching TJ Warren just cook people, bro. Because he, he was just taking terrible shots and just oh my God. In their, cash in their face every time, bro. Those are the kind of shots you hit on 2K, you get hyped, you yell in the mic. Like, Dude, that was, was like the, those are the J.R. Smith school of shooting uh, <laughs> shots. Like, you know, he was just pulling up regardless, but it was actually making it up, them. bro. Like, Ben Simmons was disgusted playing elite defense on this man. Right over his fingertips, splash like bro. I forgot the Sixers God. were the, the Sixers were the first game where he was unleashed, wasn't it? I think it was against yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, it was too. Yeah, yeah, he had, 52, he had fifty. He had fifty-three. I think everyone's out there climbing the Sixers on the timeline, and then like and then two days later, he does that again. shit again, and everyone's like, "Oh my God!" <laughs> I know. He said Ben Simmons really was not playing bad defense. Like, I bro, he was in his. Game. He was all in his jersey. Bro, Warren hit a dagger over Ben Simmons from like the hash mark. Like bro. just a deep ass. And the thing no is, reason. the thing is, Ben Simmons was in his jersey the whole time, and he just would jump and shoot it. <laughs> it's like, bro, how do you even have balance right now to do that? This oh is a six ten person up in your grill, and you just shoot. Yeah, I'll never forget the timeline. Like slowly realizing after like that first game, everyone just clowned the hell out of Philly, and then that second game happened, and Evan's then the like, third Wait game happened. Everyone's like, oh my god. And then he put like thirty on the Lakers. I was like, dude, what is this, bro? Didn't he, like, was, what? Didn't he win bro. Bowl MVP? Uh, I don't know. I know Dame did. Dame did. Yeah, Dame won by one MVP. Oh yeah. I he wanted was, TJ Warren to win. Yeah, Warren was first. I wanted so bad. Ball, I believe. 
Yeah, he was. I wanted him to get bowl MVP so bad. So it's so funny saying first team all bubble like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, some of the stuff we sang right here. Imagine saying this like an NBA fan in like 2018, 19. They'd be like, "What the hell are you talking yeah, about?" TJ Warren dropped 15. Like, and he was first team all bubble. Like, yeah. <laughs> dude, I hate being the meme, but like, what a time to be alive, bro! Like, we literally got that is the single. We've had two of the most unique NBA seasons happen in our lifetimes. The 2011 yep. lockout where everybody just went to the Drew League and fucking balled, and then we just had the bubble. We had we've had two, and we have this year like too with like a month, only a month off, and we had free agency trades and draft in the span of a week. Bro, like, I don't care what anybody says. This is the best time to be an NBA fan, bro. We're just getting all the all the like unique scenarios are happening now, and it's fun. I mean, the players might not like it, the ownership might not like it, their wallets might not like it, but as a fan, I freaking love it. We got a like, playing tournament now. That that. I love the playing tournament, bro. Like the playing tournament, like bro, like it's it's sick. It's the NBA is sick, right? I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what the rating says. Nothing. The NBA is sick right now. I agree, hundred percent. All right, Connor, give us our last take for the night. Give me, just give us a good one. All right, I'm trying to look through them. We've gone through most of them. Yeah. Oh, um, wait. oh wait, can I bring up one before you do the last one? Yeah, yeah go, go ahead. Bring up one. I more. forgot. My, I, I gave one of my friends. I didn't get my other one. So All right, let me, let me go. I'll pull this up real quick. Okay. Okay. All right, so his is the Blazers. Well, it starts out the Blazers had a strong offseason, and he's got the Blazers top four in the West possible. I 100% agree. 100% agree. I'm on the Blazers train right now. Like, I might be overhyping them. Like, I know I'm definitely overhyping the Hawks, but the Blazers, like, I sincerely believe that they are, if not the third best team in the West, the fourth best team for sure. Like, adding Covington healthy Rodney Hood, Derek Jones Jr., full season of Gary Trent, Ennis Kanter as a backup center. I mean, I just really like what they did. I might be missing some players they added, but I really, I see really it. like it. I, I, I think, think they could it. really get like 5-4 seed, one of them. Yeah, I like it. I don't think Whiteside was that great last season. I mean, I, he had good stats, but he didn't like, it didn't like have an effect as much. So I don't think the loss of him will hurt too much. Cantor was around when they were really good that one season. They made Western Conference Finals. Um, yeah, I think the boys are going to be good. Covington's huge. Whiteside is just so confusing, though. Like, this dude, like, you look at, like, you watch him play, and it's like, yo, this dude sucks. And then you go look at his stats for the season, and he's got, like, 16, 10, and 5 He led the league in blocks and it's like, this year. How, it's like, dude, how, how are you averaging 5 blocks playing that lazy? Like, imagine if Whiteside cared, bro. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> imagine five, imagine giving Montrezl Harrell's energy to Hassan Whiteside. Holy bro, shit. He averaged yeah. five blocks, and he didn't give a fuck about any game he played in. That's crazy to me. Yeah, Montre- or Hassan Whiteside's easily first team. Like, how the hell did he end up with that many stats? I swear I was watching the game. <laughs> I, I wish he cared. I wish he cared about what he did. I'm throwing Andre Drummond on that team, too, even though they're both centers. I'm throwing, yeah, I'm throwing Giannis out there. I'll be watching the Bucks play. And I'll look up from my, I'll like look at the stats on my phone, like halfway through the first quarter. And you also have like three, five, four, two steals, a block. I don't know how the hell this dude just No, it's crazy because like you turn on this shit and Giannis does one dunk and then they're like, yeah, he's got 40 points and 15 rebounds. When the <laughs> fuck did he get the 38 other points? <laughs> yeah, it's the same thing with Whiteside. Whiteside will have like, Whiteside will like hit a mid range shot. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess you can shoot those. And I'll look at my phone. They're like, yeah, he's got a 20 20 game with like five blocks. But then Bro, the Blazers what? are down by like 13 and he's like a minus 17 when he plays. It's like, how the hell did that happen? Like, why do his stats not do this anything? Dude's stats is just like, I don't know. Like, he, he's a stat monster and he doesn't even want to be. Like, it doesn't look like he wants to play the game. He just gets it. 
It's that Anthony Edwards type beat where it's like, eh, basketball's all right. All right, Connor, you got that last take? I've been I've been looking for them, but uh, a lot of them are kind of similar. Um, stuff about someone said Paul George returns to MVP form. I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, nothing too too out there. It's looking like a lot of people saying the Cavs are going to get the five six seed. Uh, I don't know how the hell that happens. Um, the Clippers will make it past the second round, I guess so. Um, I guess we could talk about the Rockets real quick because there are people both saying that the Rockets will each or that like Harden and Westbrook will both be like MVP type players and the Rockets will get like a top three seed. And then there's like one or two people who said the Rockets just won't make the playoffs. So the Rockets feel like a really weird team this season in that they have the talent to be really good, but I don't know how much their chemistry holds up after like everyone publicly requested a trade. The Rockets will either be top three or the seven playoffs. or eight, or like, <laughs> or like six to eight. That's that's the Rockets are they're, they're a serious wild card right now. They are. I think like, they're the biggest wild card in the NBA. Them. Like I don't, I I'm with you on that one. Like they could be just as easily as they could be like a top two or three team. They could be like a seven eight or even miss the playoffs in my opinion. So I think they're a crazy wild card. And like they're gonna be a fun watch too, man. I mean, bringing Cousins back, Christian Woods, fun to watch. Russell but they're still Hart, wild cards. Like Christian Wood got paid whatever he got paid for 10 really good games. Like yeah, DeMarcus Cousins that. got a contract because he was really good like three years ago. Like it was I just, feel- a, I mean, it was only a minimum. I'm just glad they brought in someone who's taller than like me. Mm-hmm. But that's just what I'm saying, bro. It's just yeah. like, there's such yeah. wild cards. Like Eric this- Gordon apparently hates it there. Dan Will House. We still haven't heard from him after he fucks someone in the bubble. Like we don't know what's. Yeah, I don't know. What's how the hell <laughs> I don't know. We how don't know what's going moves. on with Daniel House, bro. We don't know if PJ Tucker still has his freaking his legs after guarding centers for a full season. Like, I mean, PJ Tucker is pissed that he had to guard centers too. Like he's mad. He's upset that he had to do that shit. Dude, he is an angry man. I'd be pissed too i'm like six seven i play small forward my entire career and they're like all right dude we're gonna trade everyone taller than you and you're just gonna guard like anthony davis we're gonna put you up against Jokic and stuff like that and he's like all right you just gotta go out there and shoot corner okay. threes and get attacked in the paint by dudes 10 inches taller than him bro like have you ever guarded a guy that's like that's big as hell and just like keeps backing you down you know how tiring yeah. that is it's very tiring bro, pj tucker did that for half a season plus the playoffs like that's super tiring bro Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're he's about kind of, our. He's kind of like the opposite Whiteside. PJ Tucker puts in hella effort, gets no stats. <laughs> he does. He's kind of like the anti Whiteside. One, uh, he go for like two corner threes a game. Yeah, exactly. I don't know how. I swear he hits like at least two threes a game. But I swear he only. I think he only averaged like like three points per game or something like not great at all like that. But I swear he would always hit like two threes a game. They would only just give him credit for one of them. I don't know how the hell it's happening. <laughs> uh, he averaged seven. Give the other points to Harden. Oh, man. I swear he would hit like three threes a game and somehow only average seven points. I don't know how the hell that happened. <laughs> but uh, we're about the hour six-minute mark, so I was going to go and wrap this up because, uh, you know, your boy Ryan's got to hit the gym before 11. you got to get those gains in. And I know uh, Connor's going to start working on his first YouTube video, right, Connor? Yes, sir. YouTube channel coming very soon. Make sure you go um, sub to three. Honestly, the first, yeah, the first video might be up by the time you guys see this podcast episode. So, go check uh, it out. So, before we head out, uh, Wayne, anything you want to say to the crowd? Any crazy hot takes you want to give? Anything at all? Yeah, Wayne, give uh, us a hot take. Before I'll you give leave. you, I'll give you one right now. Twenty twenty one most improved player candidate. 
the man who will directly benefit from the return of John Wall the most, Thomas Bryant. I like that pick. I really like he he has some good. He might, games he might not win it, but I can see fifteen and ten. I I like that pick a lot. Like I really do. I like that. But yeah, uh, otherwise, uh, shout out to my guys Kevin Bermudez and Elijah Osakwe for the two uh hot takes they gave me in the group chat. Uh, follow your boy at at your boy Wayne on Twitter. Uh, follow at NBA Zayas just cause. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> Shout out Zayas. <laughs> but uh, thanks again for coming, Wayne. Uh, I know we asked you like the day of to do this, but we, we know you're always fun to talk with and you're always down for good basketball talk. So thanks again for hopping on. Oh, yeah, anytime. I'm about to get to like 4.9 once they see that I'm on it. Yes, but, sir. Oh, who's this guy? Follow. I know. I was like, wasn't it after you were on and you did the? I was telling Connor, I watched the picnic video again where you talked about like your ideal date. Didn't you gain like a hundred or two hundred followers? Yes. Like, like, I, like the video, like the video got mad. Like everybody was like, everybody was like, oh, laughing my ass off, and I just kept getting follow, follow, follow. I'm like, yo, who are these people? And then I, I was like, oh, he tweeted all the clip. Alicia Keys fans. Yeah. We're going to have to do another pod again where we just, like, do, like, shit posting and, sh- like, random questions, like, that aren't basketball-related. Because those were always really fun to do. we got to bring Pop Smoke and uh, Gab Gaudi. <laughs> <laughs> Pop Smoke. I really – I want Pop Smoke to drop a beat on the freaking next episode that she's on. Oh, my God. <laughs> if, if I am in here and she's in here, I'm 1,000% asking for a growl at least every 10 minutes. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> We're gonna get this content, right, bro. But wait, I had I had Pop Smoke do this last time. But um, what do you want the secret word to be if someone makes it to the end of the podcast? What do you want them to comment? It can be anything you want. It was banana the for the last episode. Secret word. Ubre. I, I had a feeling you were gonna say Ubre. So, all right, if you you're hearing this, spam Ubre in the comments so we know who the real ones are. But uh, go ahead, Connor. Why don't you wrap this up and we'll call it a night. Uh, yeah, I appreciate y'all coming on. Wayne, I appreciate you coming on. Ryan and I wanted someone. Or I was like, Ryan's like, yo, you want to do this hot take episode? I was like, yeah, sure. Let's get someone really funny. And we both said Wayne at like the same time. So I uh, appreciate you coming on. Seriously, go follow Wayne. Get him to 5K. Um, like Ryan said, my uh, getting that YouTube channel grind going. So uh, it's just if you search three cone, no spaces on YouTube should be there. It's got the same thing as my Twitter profile picture, uh, the Shea pick. So if you see it, go ahead, subscribe. Uh, hopefully I can get a couple videos up in the next few days. Uh, shout out to Ryan, per usual, for tweeting out, getting the questions. So shout out to you guys. You guys left like 100 comments. Yo, it got tweet. up so fast. 150, bro, 150. 150 comments. Of I know, like we only got to like maybe takes. like 30 of them, but I know a lot of them overlap. So if we didn't get to you on this time, definitely keep commenting because we will get to you and you'll be on an episode at some point. Yeah, so shout out to all y'all. Comment, Ubre. Uh, Go Thunder. We're gonna shout out Kate Cunningham. See you in an OKC jersey at the next year's draft. All right, sweet. So uh, thank you guys for listening. We'll uh, see you next time. Uh, real ones. Good night and say it back. It back. <laughs>